We were a very good couple. And it's difficult to find a, like Stan Laurel and Hardy, to find, a, you know, for sure, these two persons, when they meet each other, it was a miracle. It's not easy. Hello, and welcome to this podcast, an interview with Philippe Gollier. Philippe Gollier is a master of clown who's taught theatre for over 50 years, 40 of them at his school, Ecole Philippe Gollier, which is currently based just outside of Paris in a tomb. My name is Christian Hendrickson. I spent two years studying under Philippe. I visited him at his home in September 2021, and we recorded this interview over the course of a few days. I've split our conversation into five parts, and a new part will be released each week. If you want to find out when the next part is released, I'd recommend subscribing. In this part, we continue the story of when Philippe was a student at the school of Jack Lecoq. Had you performed Clown before Lecoq, or was this your first experience? No, no, it was first experience with Lecoq. Mm. In Lecoq school, uh, my, the name of my clown was Monsieur Paddock. But he, he was an idiot who was always shouting, uh, no, well, well, you know, a French, normal French who was shouting, uh, because nobody understood him. Well, I had a good fun to do it. After finishing the Lecoq course, Philippe was approached by his acrobatics teacher to see if he'd be interested in making a clown show. Pierre was my teacher, my uh, acrobatic teacher. I had a good, a good reputation in Lecoq school as a clown. And he asked me if, we, if I want to do a show with him uh, for Berlin. We were a, a good uh, couple as a clown. Me, I was uh, the guy who direct, the idiot who takes the decision to direct, and my, my friend Pierre Villon, he was the idiot who follows me. And we, we went to a catastrophe every time. But it's always like this in a couple of clowns, one thinks he is intelligent and the other thing, the other one thing, mm, my friend, he discovered hot water. You know, so he, he gave a good uh, complicity for uh, having fun. But the audience told you you were a good couple? Yes, we were a very good couple. And it's difficult to find a uh, like Stan Laurel and Hardy to find, uh, you know, for sure these two persons, when they meet each other, it was a miracle. It's not easy. So it's not something you felt from meeting in person, it's something you felt when you got onto the stage? Yes. When we start to rehearse, because we had a good complicity, uh, but we never know how it works uh, uh, before the opening day. So the opening day, uh, 
and uh, after and after newspaper. So you say, ah, I could stay two months or three months in Berlin. What were the origins of this show, Les Assiettes? We didn't know if uh, we wanted to make people laughing, broken plates or kicking the house. And uh, so at the end, we, we decided to break plates. So breaking plates or kicking the ass, how did you pick? I think uh, I don't know. Oh, rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this, uh, we, we, we broke a 200 plate every night. It's a big problem to put in your car, because you have to put 10,000 plates in your car. It's uh, really heavy and really big. And, uh, and after, uh, well, so we did, we, we broke plate, and it was a success every, everywhere. It was, even for us, it was surprising that there is so many people who wanted to invite the show. And uh, we we had a good fun. How did you create this show? Did you work with the director? Did you have other people involved? And, uh, uh, we we wrote together every day, and every week, my friend Roger Blanc come to look at us to say, "Oh, yeah." So he helped us a lot. So we need a director. We don't know what we do, so we need a director. And Roger Blain come to look at us. Roger Blain was a French actor and director. He directed many things, including the first performances of Beckett's Waiting for Godot, Happy Days and Endgame. You mentioned that your director was Roger Blain. How did you meet? Oh, uh, I think in a bus. But uh, uh, he is the first guy who directed Jean Genet or uh, Beckett. Uh, really uh, intelligent, really intelligent, beautiful artist, really funny guy. Uh, we went in, uh, in Brittany together. I had a, a little car, deux chevaux. The chevaux is two, two horses, and we went to Brittany. Uh, we, so we were friends, yes. <coughs> but he has his photo in my school with uh, yeah, Roger Blain and Jacques Lecoq. What was your process for making this show? Alors, at the beginning, because we were a teacher in Lecoq School, we we try the show in front of our students. So it was good. If they laugh or if they don't laugh, we we can see if it's funny or not. <coughs> and and the, the, the students are not very nice with the teacher. <laughs> so, whoa, teacher, whoa. Philippe and Pierre prepared this show to present in Berlin but the success of it led to a further 10 years off and on performing it all around the world. We played three or four months in 
Berlin, Kurt von Stendam, Theater Amtun, and after we were invited in Czechoslovakia, uh, I think in our life about 10 years, but with slide, you know, three months a year after we teach in local school, after three months in another part. Ten years is a long time to be performing the same show. Yeah, but when the show, when if the show is funny, and every night or you hear people laughing, is always a present, a good present. Philippe's description of what would happen in Les Assiettes was very simple. Every night in the show, they would break two hundred plates with a short break in the middle to eat a banana. So how long was the show you were performing? It was one hour and a half, and 20 minutes in a circus. And it was just clown? Just clown. In class, you've mentioned that even doing a 20-minute clown number would be very difficult. So how would you do clown for an hour and a half? Uh, first, it's 2,000 people. Uh, theater, 700, is different. The voice is different, and in a circus, it goes fast. Every 10 minutes, the elephants are coming, and after the clowns are coming, and after the trapeze are coming. So everybody is waiting for uh, number after number. So it's this rhythm. So when you do 20 minutes, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. In a circus, because this is a, it's a but in in a in a theater you sit, you have always the same clown, and you you stay one hour and a half, looking at these two idiots. It's possible, yeah. or in a movie too, but mm, uh, circus no. We are waiting for too many people for two. Uh, the, the, the horses, the lions. So if you've got an hour and a half and just two people, how do you keep the audience entertained? It's a long time. It's a long time. It's a rhythm problem. So you you start really to start. So people are shut up. So you have 20 minutes. You, you show you are funny. Everybody laughs. After, you can be more subtle. and you, you have to, like a symphony, you have to play with a different rhythm. You cannot stay on the same rhythm one hour and a half, so you change the rhythm. But you have to, to start strong and to finish strong. After, you can be more subtle. And at some point during your show, you'd stop breaking plates to eat a banana? So it's good, because now you stop, and there are some spectators, they come, they, they give uh, uh, 100 euros, they put on the stage, and they, they say, please, break it. <laughs> they, they are, you know, they, have a, they are like this, they want you break, you, you play the game, now I stop, don't break now. And uh, people, they come, they put money. I say, no, please, you cannot uh, 
You cannot bribe uh, artist, please take back your money. <laughs> He's so idiot, you know, you break plate. But uh, we, we had that in Switzerland. It was so funny. The people, they, they want you to break all the time, you know. So if you stop 10 minutes, they, what happens? You have to break something. <laughs> yeah. Philippe and Pierre toured their show all around the world. He shared some stories of his time performing the show in Czechoslovakia. When uh, we played in Czechoslovakia, uh, we uh, we need two bananas in the show. We eat two bananas, and uh, two bananas. Uh, so we ask the stage manager to buy two bananas every night for the show. And the guy, he started to become blue, green, uh, yellow. And he, he says there is no banana in Praga because a member of the Communist Party forgot to sign a paper to ask Africa to send banana to Czechoslovakia. So, no banana. <laughs> so we say, well, we need a banana. People, they say, well, you could eat a carrot. No, 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 we have to eat banana. So we we went to the French embassy or Swiss embassy because Pierre is Swiss and me French. No banana in the embassy. And we put an announcement on a radio to say that two clowns in a Zabradli theater need banana. Uh, for the show, and uh, just before the show, two old person come and with two bananas, and they say it's for the clown. We, we had these two bananas in our fridge. We want to give to clown, so we invite the people for uh, to, as a spectator. They had a very good seat. And we we could eat a banana. <coughs> the day after was another problem with banana. We had always banana problem. Normally it was plate problem, but like it was banana problem. With Czechoslovakia under occupation by the Soviet Union, Philippe and Pierre were surprised by the reaction of the audience when they started their show. We break one plate, and all the young people in the theater. So they stand up and they applaud 20 minutes. Normally they laugh, ha ha ha, but they don't applaud 20 minutes. And the people, uh, a bit official journalists, they put the nose in the brochure and uh, they didn't want to look at the people who applaud so much. Because they, I don't know if they were members of the Communist Party, but they were ashamed to see these people so happy to see one plate broken uh, on a stage. So we thought, my God, we have a, a 200 plate to, to break if it's, if we are going to, to stay four or five hours on the stage. And <laughs> Second plate, whoa! You know, it was uh, the house was completely uh, separated. It was uh, 
Well, for us, of course, us, uh, we, we are for people who applaud, who laugh, and who says fuck you to the authority. We, and we never been for the authority. Never, even, I told you, in 68. But it was, uh, yeah, it was after 68. We, we, I throw stone on the face of police. We never love authority so much. We were the, the liberation of Czechoslovakia. People wanted to, young people wanted to, to break so many things. And we were uh, so much loved by the young people. So after we were not hero, but uh, everybody loved us because the show was, was idiot but funny. Everybody loved us. It, it was a fantastic moment. Before we, we decided to, to, to break plate, it's absolutely idiot. You know, you break plate to make audience laughing. It's a stupid idea. And we had <coughs> this stupid idea together, Pierre and I. And uh, before, before in, in, our, in this time, everybody spoke about Bertolt Brecht, uh, philosophy of Bertolt Brecht, or Samuel Beckett, philosophy of... Us, we, we wanted to, to, to do the best idiot show in the world. We didn't want to say it's intelligent. And, but in Czechoslovakia, everybody said that <coughs> you bring freedom in a Czechoslovakia theater just because we wanted to be so idiot that nobody could say there is something quite intelligent. And we were quite happy. Voilà. After 10 years of working together, Philippe and Pierre's partnership ended. Both, we were bored to work together. It's like a couple, you know, sometimes you are bored and you stop. But I love him, uh, but uh, we were not so happy to do something together. After I was more teacher, it was my school, so I have to to be uh, clever, uh, and I work. Uh, I did some direction. I did. Uh, I direct some play. Wow. One last story from Les Assiettes. Owing to the success of their show, Philippe and Pierre performed part of it for a star-studded crowd at the Gala de la Union, a show celebrating the best French artists. In the crowd would usually be some of the most influential people of France, and at the time this included the president Raymond Pompidou and Josephine Baker, a French-American actress. I asked Philippe about his experience performing at this show. Every year in France we have the... The day of uh, actors, so the actor plays something in a circus. So they are on a horse, they, they do trapeze, or 
and they asked us to, to do the clown for this day. It's also the president of the Republic is here, his wife is really upper class, is really upper, upper. <laughs> and we did uh, the clown show, we did uh, 14 minutes. Normally the show is one hour and a half, but <coughs> we did 14 minutes. And uh, did you hear something of Josephine Baker? So she went to, to see her. She was in the audience. She went to kiss us. Oh, I love her. I love her. It was a great moment yeah. to see her, a beautiful woman. So nice. And uh, she said, oh, you make me laughing as when I was a little girl. Beautiful, huh? she was beautiful. <laughs> we were really happy. During the 10-year period that Philippe was performing Les Assiettes, he worked as a teacher at L'École Internationale de Théâtre Jacques Lecoq. The Lecoq School offers a two-year course. The first year is devoted to observing the world and its movements. The second year focuses on the creation of work through exploration of melodrama, human comedy, tragedy, jesters, and the clown. As Philippe mentioned before, he struggled with movement, so he never expected to be invited to teach at Lecoq School. I had a problem to understand the philosophy of uh, movement of the body. <laughs> and and when, when he asked me to teach in his school, Allah, I was really surprised. At the school, Philippe was teaching the Lecoq method to students. We didn't say, oh, I would like to teach that and that. No, he, it was, the program was done mm. at the beginning, so we didn't have to discuss. However, while at the school, Philippe started to teach text to the students there. Uh, Shakespeare or Pirandello. Me, I, I was always good with literature. So in Lecoq school, I, people they study with me, Chekhov, Shakespeare, uh, uh, Pirandello. So you were people studying this with you at Lecoq? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I was... Uh, Lecoq didn't uh, didn't feel uh, comfortable with text, but me, I was comfortable with text. So <coughs> I teach it. Beckett, I teach. Uh, and why do you think you were comfortable with text? Because I practice text since I am uh, eight years old. I I read a lot, so. I have a, I have many fun with text. So it's the fun with text that you think is what makes what made you good to be teaching the text. Yes. If I was a, a boring like a pharmacist with text, never I will teach text because when you teach, you, the fun lead you to to speak about Shakespeare or about uh, Lady Macbeth, about the, the, so many beautiful things you think about uh, Lady Macbeth. Oh, but it's a pleasure who says, Philip, teach. But if I did not have pleasure, I would not teach. I, 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 
I had the pleasure with the text to read Chekhov. I had a great pleasure to read Chekhov. And after after the the pleasure to read the Chekhov, I put it in my uh, teaching method, uh, if we can call that teaching method. You love something and you love to teach because you love the text, because you love the writer. So... While at Lecoq, Philippe developed something that's now central to his teaching called le jeu, or the game in English. It's a topic that we'll go into much deeper in a future episode. Is le jeu something you were teaching at Lecoq? My part in Lecoq school was more le jeu. Le jeu, it's a bit mine. So I was teaching le jeu. And what do you mean that le jeu was kind of yours? Because in Lecoq, we didn't study le jeu. So me, I discovered le jeu working with students. Say, ah, why you don't look at him? Why uh, there is no no fun between you? So I discovered we have to see the complicity, the fun to have complicity. So little by little, I discover the workshop leisure. Mm. And people say, oh, very, very, so I did it. After 10 years of teaching at Lecoq, you decided it was time to start your own school? Uh, yes. 10 years is a good time. Uh, and uh, I... I I thought I am quite loved by students because they invite me to go to New York to to teach. When I was during July, August, September, so I thought, oh, if I start a school, I will have some client. So I did it. <coughs> it's always funny to change. Uh, to change what you want to do. Thank you for listening to the second part of this interview. In the next part, we're going to go into how Philippe teaches his students. Here's a small preview of what's to come. We see the pleasure of life in the eyes. So, I do... But we don't see a star coming from your eyes, so you are boring. You'll hear Philippe talking about pleasure and much more in part three. Thank you for listening. <laughs>